amazing. And she's like, I'm just practicing for after I actually see. Oh my god. I mean, I saw the trailer and it did capture my attention uh-huh. and it did capture my eye. I mean, Marvel generally, they're good with superheroes. Uh-huh. Like, we'll give them uh-huh. that. But, like, I haven't really watched the movie, movie. But, yeah. I mean, it's I don't I don't know what to expect. I'm excited, but at the same time I'm like, hmm, hmm. it's America. I know, ah. I know, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and on the and trumpet, on the we're trumpet. going to be looking at the culture of music and dance and clubbing. Where did it all start? And where is it going? Where is it now? Mm-hmm. There's so much, so much detail. I swear you guys are not ready for this. And finally, we've got withdrawal symptoms with your usual weekend calendar. So stay tuned for the buzz. Hey, you're listening to The Hangover, and this is Tafadzo Tarumbwa hanging out with the one and only queen, the Queen Dre. So The Buzz is a Marvel movie which um, apparently has an all-African-American cast. I, I'm, I'm tempted to say African-American and African-African because you've got Lupita and Danai in that movie, right? Yeah. And Lupita, and they're, very, they're as African as, as, as we get. Wait, what, what, what's Lupita playing? Um, I don't know. I think because I was like, I think I saw her, but I didn't see her. I did. I I did see. I, well, I didn't see her in in any of the reviews that I was looking at, but I did see her in a lot of the promotions that they did mm-hmm. in South Asia. Mm-hmm. I think they've been in Korea or was it Japan? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's been she's been you know moving around with Michael B. Jordan and mm-hmm. them for mm-hmm. like the past couple of weeks. And I wouldn't be surprised if she's not even playing that much of a big role. <laughs> though like yeah you black you've got the same skin tone but you ain't american black so i don't know but she's like super she's like oh my god oh my god i'm like yeah sure. of course she's like like she's africa who's made it in america yeah yeah so i know i know she's just you know trying to like raise the african flag <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. So, yeah, the Black Panther is coming out on Friday. You go to um, SK and Semilevi and Blowayo. That's the only place that's going to be premiering. If you want to check out all the other cinemas, then you're going to have to wait for after Friday. And the tickets are going for $12. So, let's talk more wait, about it's not, the movie. It's showing in Blowayo first? No, it's showing in Blowayo and at Semilevi at the same time. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. All right, and okay. then it shows everywhere else. I'll Nana Iskate, Guanalanga. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, girl. Wow. Like, I'm also waiting for the escape. <laughs> <laughs> like, holla at me, girl. So, if y'all see me at Village, just know. <laughs> it's a money. It's a blessed thing. <laughs> like, who pays $12 for a movie? No, it better like, be good. Well, you'd pay $12 for a pizza hut, pizza. Oh. Talking about pizza. Mm. Okay, I'm not a storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about pizza today. So it was directed by Ryan Coogler. Do you know who Ryan Coogler is? Mm-mm. I wish he was African. Girl, I just know movies. I never look at the director. Oh, you know what's funny? Like, people tell me, oh, this actor. I'm like, okay, tell me which movie he acted because I don't particularly. I know his face is not his name in particular. But you know what is weird for me is they're trying to. To create an African superhero movie, mm-hmm. and yet the whole team who's working on it is American. Mm. How do you achieve that story? It doesn't work. I mean, then again, like what we were mentioning earlier, how it's they don't view themselves as African. African. I feel like to them, Africa is a theme. Mm-hmm. It's not. Something serious, yeah. Like it's something those. Oh yeah, let's take that Africa theme and put it into a superhero movie. It's something different. Like it's, yeah. So I feel like to them, it's not something really serious. Mm -hmm. Same thing as you find with the whole Nelson Mandela movie. Yeah, they really could have come to Africa and and looked for a legit. They're quite, especially in South Africa, they're Mm -hmm. good actors. They really are. They really could have come and looked for them, but they didn't. Because they think, I feel like with America, they think that they have the global world mm-hmm. in, in, you know, mm-hmm. in one, but mm-hmm. they really don't. So they feel like, well, no, we're good enough. We have all types. You know, we've got the Asians, the Afri- Africans, which is not even the right 
kind of African. Yeah, it's like African American. Like they've been in America for the long. Yeah, so I feel like time. to them it's a selling scheme. Like. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, something different, something we can sell. And mm. let's pray that the Africans will feel included for once. But, you know, it's getting a lot of good reviews online. Mm. I was reading an article from The Guardian. And, you know, they actually called it a self-contained marvel. Wow, I marveled. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> And I open quotes, warriors, both male and female, fight for control of a vividly... African kingdom mm-hmm. in this handsome superhero epic. I just I don't know, Shah. There's just a lot of... I, I want looking. to wait to watch it same. and be able to say... Because I remember watching Gods of Egypt mm. and feeling like... I've never watched it. I did. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is the worst thing ever because the king in Egypt was a Caucasian guy mm-hmm. and they could have done better. They could have gotten an Arab even if they didn't want an African But guy. then again, I feel like that one because I really... In, um, Egyptians don't view themselves as, African. as Africans. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Get an Arab. Get a fucking Arab. <laughs> like, show us the proper story. Yeah. You know, because mm. if you're going to but do then so much... Showing a proper story would be to actually put a black person because Egyptians are black. black. Oh my God. <laughs> and, you know, I'm just looking... I was looking at another article that was reviewing... It was comparing actually mm-hmm. coming to America and Black Panther and mm-hmm. saying because coming America was like a big hit, they think that you know Black Panther is just going to take the same precedence on that you know same. Uh, I don't I don't understand, but yeah, I think this is going to be an, a success for the rest of the world who've not actually been in Africa. Uh-huh. For us, we're just confused. Like, what the hell is Wakanda and what is Zamunda? Are those actual words? Where did you find them? I think I'll actually research and where they got that from. Yeah, and I also hear that they it's actually, like it's trying to sound Nigerian, but but at the same time, it's trying to sound American. Like, I remember watching Mr. Bones and yeah. that fat guy coming up with this weird... <laughs> I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. But oh you know, way. I was actually impressed with Mr. Bones because they actually took an African, a Zimbabwean actor. Well, yeah, Mr. Bones is, is cool. It's cool like that. And even when he was having to have an American in the film, he included an American. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He didn't just say, okay, let's pick some other guy from Soweto and give him a twang in his accent so that he can sound American. Exactly. He just put respect on that whole American level. And but you know what? I feel like movies like Black Panther, because I remember I was watching on this Instagram video mm-hmm. of how like um, it was the black female Mm-hmm. Like American female actors talking about how, um, okay, they were complaining. In other words, saying how they um, they they want like more opportunities and more breakthroughs. And they were talking about the movie Girl Strip. Have you watched Girl Strip? I have. Mm-hmm. And how you know they one of those they just made it, and one of those you know oh you know you guys you can finally get a chance you know to show and. I think they, they were saying how they didn't ex- the Americans didn't expect it to be that big because it was one of the top movies at that mm-hmm, time mm-hmm. when it came out and I think it still is. It is. It still is and it's I an love, amazing movie. I love their marketing. An, exactly. It was real. They it actually real. went to Barclays um, Center and they watched P. Diddy and everybody was like, shit. It was, I love that I still, I, I just over it still. Uh-huh. But like, yeah, so I feel like because the Black American actors are kind of trying to voice out. Mm-hmm. They are now creating movies like Black Panther mm-hmm. to make them feel included. But I feel like I don't know. It's, it's just another marketing gimmick. They're trying yeah. to take number one spot in Hollywood, which mm-hmm. they are. They're mm-hmm. going to break records mm-hmm. because you can imagine how many Americans, sorry, how many African Americans are in Africa and how many Africans are across mm-hmm. the whole mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. generally. Mm-hmm. If, I mean, if everybody, well, not everybody, but mm-hmm. if just one third of people in Zimbabwe went and watched mm-hmm. Black Panther on Friday, mm-hmm. we are going to have staggering. You know, reviews and, you know... True. Yeah. Very interesting comments. I Sell think. out everywhere, yeah. So I I was hearing that they actually have actual Tosa in, in um, the movie. And I hope that they do. I'm I judging. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's, it probably won't even sound like Tosa, you know. <laughs> you know what, what the funny thing mm-hmm. is? Um, Black Panther is carrying over from uh, Captain American Civil War. And when they did that whole... Thing, mm-hmm. Civil War, 
and I kept making the comment, that guy is not speaking an actual mm. African language. Because, mm. well, I'm not as African mm. as the whole 40-something countries, but I know the different dialects that are there. And if they were trying to adapt a South African dialect, it didn't come out right. And also, I feel like, they, okay, have you watched? Okay, this, I forgot what the series is called. Mm. But, like, I was watching the series, and they, it's, a, it's like an investigation, you know, mm-hmm. thing. And then they were looking for some criminal in Zimbabwe. Mm. And then they had, I just, I forgot his name. But <laughs> he's a famous black American actor, and he was acting as... Because the, the is Zimbabwean, as Zimbabwean, and they were wow. in Chukuru because they're trying to get a, a, a black American. Wait, I remember this. Yeah, they're trying to get like a black American mm-hmm. criminal from Chukurubi prison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, and these guys, like, they're sure they had to pose a black hair. <laughs> like, what? Uh-uh. Come you on. black Kurumiza, do you know Kurova is Jezi? And I'm like, bruh. <laughs> like, Stop bruh. playing with me. Like, are you not ashamed? Nyara, bruh. So, yeah, so. That's exactly, that's exactly and what And things like I'm that, hearing. I found it, I find it very insulting, to it be, is. to be honest. Like, I mean, okay, not, probably not as insulting as most other, like, Wakuru, the elderly Shona people will probably be more, I mean, it's just we're used to it. We're used to these films because of our know. generation. Do you think that it's 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 misappropriation to a certain extent? I feel like it is. So you you actually feel like Africans and African Americans are two different races? They are. We just have the same. They are. Happen, but yeah, they really are because of mindset. Uh-huh. They really are. They really are two different. Yeah, they've. Cre- I feel like Black Americans have segregated themselves. They are trying not to be American, but they turn out to be black. I don't know what the fuck they think. They're, <laughs> they're in this gray spot. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, well, I feel like it's not their fault. And I'll be, I'll be real with you. Mm-hmm. These guys were shipped over True. to America. Mm-hmm. It was they didn't have, they didn't vote for it. Mm-hmm. You know, you get there mm-hmm. and you look down upon. They still are being looked down mm-hmm. upon. And I will, I will agree that you know the methods in which they're trying to emancipate themselves mm-hmm. are not working to their advantage. Mm-hmm. But it's very difficult for them to reconnect with us. And at the same time, they're in an environment that will not allow for them to just be. I, I get what you mean, but my point is, are you trying? Because, I mean, look at Roots, mm-hmm. the movie. Yeah. The you have Quinta Kinte, right? He is someone who tried so hard to keep his roots, to keep mm-hmm. his origin. He tried to pass it on. Mm-hmm. But you find there were other slaves that were like, bruh, give it up. Yeah. You know, you're not going to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work. And I mean, I get it because at the same time, trying to maintain your origin was going to get you whacked. It was going to, you know, it was just going to disadvantage your life. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, my point is, if there were people who actually listened to Kotekide, people who actually tried to drag the origin finally may not yeah. always be as authentic mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. but if there was just some parts and groups because I feel like now the the there's no I, I've never recognized an actual black American who is still trying to carry that root oh they do they give their, na- their children names like Lakeisha no I mean authentically like shit <laughs> don't make sense but they're like it's as African as it gets what the, how, how's what, how's that African I don't know. That's what they say. You see what I mean? So, I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't because they have been brainwashed, but I feel like they've allowed themselves to be brainwashed, to be but genuinely you know, honest. I don't know. Do you, do you realize there's a psychology between um, somebody getting abused by somebody mm-hmm. and falling in love with their abuser? Like, you get to an extent where you are dependent I feel like on that's, them. That's, that's the that, case. I feel like that's abuse. Yeah. When you then get to a point where you fall in love with that abuse. With that abuse. It's the same thing as domestic violence. Why most women won't leave even if she's being beaten to the point where she's getting yeah. rearranged is because she's fallen in love. To her, she's like, I deserve it. It's out of love. So, so I feel like what has happened to, to you know Africans that were tripped, that were you know sent to America? Literally, if you put two different people in one room, mm-hmm. they will walk out of that room saying, "I wish I had Chakati Chaningi." I don't mm-hmm. even get what I mean. Mm-hmm. There's so much cultural misappropriation. This is why black people are constantly trying to dye their hair, have lemon mm-hmm. on their face, make themselves lighter you know, have longer lashes on all of this. And you've got white Caucasian people who are curling their hair 
and you know they're toning their skin so that you can just I don't know but if now, what I mean. Okay. There's a lot of but exchange. The whole of dyeing your hair, longer lashes. Don't you think now that it's not necessarily trying to look like mm-hmm. the white people, but don't you think it's also mostly out of insecurity? Obviously, of insecurity of being black. Yeah, who would but mostly that is, insecurity. Is that insecurity. Because now you, you're thinking, wow, that hair looks nice. Mm-hmm. And the moment you say that, but you cannot say to yourself, my hair is nice mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And you want your hair to look like that. Mm-hmm. You've abandoned who you are in essence. I guess so. And it's in its own way. I, yeah. I don't know. I guess I feel like it, it's how you look at it because I feel like there's a very thin line between denying yourself and, and admiring the next person. And admiring the next person and you know, just genuinely you just being insecure. There's <laughs> <laughs> a very thin line between that. Okay, moving over. Uh, Kendrick Lamar is working on the uh, the cover track for Black. The, yeah, for Black. It's called the Score. It's mm-hmm. it's featuring somebody with a name I cannot pronounce. Do you know a funny fact? What? So uh, I think the other day I was watching was a Channel O uh-huh. or Sound City. Uh-huh. I think it was yeah, between the two and they were talking about how this whole soundtrack mm-hmm. and how there is a say a South African artist featuring mm-hmm. but do you know what's funny mm-hmm. his the ver- the version of the song where he's featuring mm-hmm. is not the one that's in the movie it's just Kendrick Lamar what? yeah for real? yeah like the th- there's a there's a version where this it's featuring a South African artist wow. I forgot his name he's got dreadlocks though and yeah but in the movie He's not the one who's featuring. It's some it's some black American, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But my point is, the actual um, African mm-hmm. is not featuring in the actual in the actual movie. soundtrack of the actual Which movie. Which just you know, I don't know. For me, I, I don't know. Food for thought. Yeah. But for me, I'm just like, hmm. wow. <laughs> and Kendrick is saying that you know his visit to South Africa in 2014 is the one that inspired for him to write um, to Pimp a Butterfly and all of that because he was trying to. He says. And I think we get this from a lot of um, Americans, Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, who've seen what they've done in the past. They come to Africa and, you know, originally, because things are different here than they, they are back at their home, mm-hmm. they're like, oh my God, mm-hmm. right? And they feel like, this is what I really belong to, or this is what resonates resonates the most with me. And so that's why they picked Kendrick, because of that experience and what how it has shaped his music even you know that song Touché, about King though. Kanta and stuff like that I don't know I feel I feel like it's still like a joke to these people <laughs> like it's the same thing as how you, you know a lot of people or Mario his song Distance I love the song by the way but anyway mm-hmm. how he shot his video in was it King South yeah. Africa no King? I don't know but it, it was home in Africa and how yeah. people were like found that it is an insult yeah. you only want to come to Africa to shoot your video and then act like you're in touch with your rules just yeah. because you know it's going to make a good video but you're not out here in these streets trying to you know proudly show that you're African like people but he's not African though yeah, what, he's girl? black like Africans but he's not African he's African American that's my point that's where I'm that's what I'm talking about Kuti. the people were saying you're black American you yeah. really don't portray yourself or try to, you know as someone who is in touch with his African roots mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but then you want to come out in these streets shoot your distance video in Africa mm-hmm. wear the whole because he wears like like a whole you know and stuff, yeah, yeah. And then you want to act like you're suddenly in touch with your African self, mm-hmm. but only as a marketing strategy for your song. Yeah, it is. It's definitely is a marketing strategy. Well, if critics say that they hope the Black Panther will help African Africa meet Africa and America meet halfway, They're I don't wrong. know where halfway is. Exactly. I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like you're only causing more tension. Yeah, it's definitely going to be more tension. All right, that is it from the buzz today. Up next is. <laughs> Trumpet. <laughs> Hi, my name is Chinisan India and I'm a marketer. You tune into the hangover with the Queen Grey. Please keep tuned in. Welcome to the trumpet, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a trumpet song. Oh my word. <laughs> oh my word. I'm the worst co-host. <laughs> you just had to. I bet you were playing the song the whole time. You're like, <laughs> 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 
So this week we're talking about um, the history of music and dance in the club scene. Where did music start, you know, being played, you know, in clubs and where has it grown to and and all of that. What is happening and where is it going? How is it developed? And we look at, you know, the types of dances that were also used with whatever music was being played or was popular at that time. Yes. So according to my source, the first club yeah, I don't know where the source got gets the information, but the first club is recorded to be in 1886 in the United States of America. Yeah. It was a place called Webster Hall, which was a social hall for dance and for political activism events. I think I read about the Webster Hall in my history. Wow. When I was doing history. Yeah. Wow, you did you did good, my girl. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me what I got for history. <laughs> thinking about the clubs the whole time you're like shit I want to go to Webster Hall <laughs> break what am it I off. still doing in here break off my back yes <laughs> that's what you're looking up to so uh, between 1900 and the 1920s there's uh, what was called honky tonks or juke joints where people played to piano or jukebox and this was mostly working class American working class and they were mostly youth so you know after work you you know you go to some some place you know there's a piano or a jukebox and you just shut it, it out yeah yeah just like at that <laughs> and in 1912 um, the cave which was in the basement of the Gruen World Hotel in New Orleans became you know one of the first nightclubs in that area and so now it makes sense to me why there are all these clubs at hotels i never understood why you would have a hotel and is there are they clubs yeah. are they hotels in zone that have clubs uh, you know new ambassador hotel uh-uh. they have that new ambassador hotel right by comic rumor it has a club right next to it really that rumor club oh even you know what come think of it even jameson you know how like this, yeah like, the club, uh, engine mm, exactly mm. and then they've got the other one that's inside which is a jazz bar I think mm. and then you find in Blawayo uh, Rainbow Hotel has mm. the basement mm. and I guess it's everywhere you go there's casinos there's bars <laughs> there's whatever you want you name it yeah. and you know they even have malls nowadays well yeah. in the first world country that is in Zimbabwe yeah we, we have food Dreams of bread. Now shame will get there. <laughs> We're better than these motherfuckers. <laughs> so in February of 1933, after the prohibition of clubs, which um, I think lasted for like 10 years, um, you know, that's when we see a lot of clubs sprouting, like New York's 21 Club, Copacabana, El Morocco, and the Stock Club. But get this, all of these clubs were just coming up for like 20, 30, 40 years, but there were no DJs. It was literally walking into one of the lights and there were no turntables. There was... <laughs> It was. Oh my there was no DJ booth. How do you know it's time there to There was not going to flirt for the DJ. No, girl. Sorry. Sorry. But how do you know it's time to twerk without the DJ say? Why poor did thing? No, I feel like. I feel, no, but like, you feel like generally music tells you what to do. I've, I don't know. Some people say I can't dance. Like, the song kind of tells you what it's to do, though. Yeah, it does. So I feel like you just get in there and when the beat is changing, your back you just starts to Yeah, exactly. So, mm. oh my my word so yeah there were no dj and the kind of music that was being played was jazz there was swing music there was mm-hmm. live bands there was b-pop and jitterbox and you will see that most of this music was banned in europe because of germany control they didn't want anything to do with american influence so they're like no Cheer to that guy, everything he said, no guys. Yeah, he's just no cherry. That guy was the devil. <laughs> tell him I want to wear short skirts, he'll tell you no. No. So, yeah. yeah, I want to have a baby boy, he'll tell you no. <laughs> you ain't having shit. So the first PA system and DJ ever came in 1970. This is like after 80 years of clubbing. Mm-hmm. And there's no DJ, no PA system, <laughs> nothing. You're just... I don't know what these guys are playing to, but it must have been really good <laughs> for them to wait 80 damn years, 80 years before you get your first DJ. Before you got someone. How do you know which club to go to? 
I don't know, man. <laughs> that was a that was a stressful. I don't know. Stressful era. I don't know. They did. But even then know again, what I feel like I feel like those people turned up. They did. I'm sure they really did. I'm pretty sure my grandma was part of those people. <laughs> <laughs> my uncle, he he would tell me stories of his clubbing life, uh-huh. and I'm just like, bro, you at the time of your life, though. Yeah, he you, did. They really he did, because <laughs> they would close, like they would have clubs in the afternoon, uh-huh. and they'd close at like six, and then wow. clean up, and wow. then open up again at night. And I'm like, that's so cool. Yeah, but I think it happened to a lot of people during their. Well, when I was growing up, there's a lot of people who had these. Even like in boarding school, you knew my Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's I think that's the whole aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Like that's how that's that's the concept. It's pretty much the same thing, right? I think so. But it's now different in clubs because in clubs you guys are high as fuck. You don't know who you're with. You just true, like, true. But then again, they those guys still did weed. Because <laughs> yo, my uncle, my uncle's do it. <laughs> but I feel we like you need to have your uncle on the show. <laughs> he need, you know what? I'm, a, I'm a get him hooked up. <laughs> we need him on the show. But I feel like then being high was not because that's only you're gonna enjoy clubbing, but that's generally what you want to do. Because that's the feeling that you're trying to attain. Trying, yeah. trying to attain. I feel you like just, back mm-hmm. then you you could still have your fun sober, but. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Because now, you know, getting to a club sober, you may not particularly sober. I mean, I'll tell you for once, like, I'm trying to... <laughs> I don't know if I should confess my sins. <laughs> Bring it on, girl. No you know, judging. I, I, need some, I need some Mary J before... <laughs> before you get the club. You know what I'm saying? It's like, the there. coach to do the things. <laughs> But I feel like that's only to clear your mind. So you're only focused on having a good time. Because you're not trying to focus like, on shit. Did you blind me? But he bloated me. Anyway, you know. Anyway, it's very so so possible. Landlord and I'm seeing the rapper game. What is it? Muzmain then the seeing the bira Maria o yeah 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 it's stupid. So according to my source, disco has its roots in the underground club scene. During the early 1970s in New York City, disco clubs were places where oppressed or marginalized groups such as homosexuals, blacks, Latinos, Italian Americans, and Jews could party without feeling without following male to female dance protocol or exclusive club policies. Discotheques had a law where every three women, every three men, there was one woman. This shifted the idea of this post-heterosexist community as women would be seen as a kind of gateway for men to advance their own experience without fear of being arrested under the male-to-male dancing law. With the rise of the black female diva, is the overwhelmingly gay fandom that lashed onto the mu- onto the music that would be the base of disco. Although the cl- the culture that surrounded disco was progressive in dance couples, cross-genre music, and a push to put the physical over the rational, the role of female bodies looked to be placed in the role of safety net. It brought together people from all walks of life and backgrounds, and this club acted as safe heavens for homosexual partygoers to dance in peace in a way from public scrutiny. This just, you know, when I was going through these notes, I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe that because I was <laughs> I was at a certain place over the weekend and I see these two guys dancing together. Mm-hmm. And I look at them mm-hmm. and I keep staring at them. Wait, what kind of dancing? They were they were also dancing, bruh. Like they were dancing together. Like bro. no, it's like it was one breaking of his back for the other. It was. Uh, were it they was. doing my clag? What are they doing? I'm I'm trying to remember. Girl, don't do this. <laughs> I'm trying to visualize also. They were dancing, but I don't I don't understand because I saw four other guy, guys dancing together mm-hmm. and they had their backs to each other. Mm-hmm. So I just passed by and I see these two. They were so into it. Mm-hmm. I looked at I say So it was like intimate dancing basically. It was. Mm-hmm. And I say, what is happening? She goes, I was really bored in my gate in it. Do you know a friend of mine was like, I was a plus one and I saw it again on and I'm like, eh? Like okay, I haven't been to the, I haven't been to plus in a while, mm-hmm. but when I was there, I never saw gay. 
But then people always told me about stories about guys tapping other guys' asses, and I don't know. Is there really? A, I feel like there's a low key gay club in Zim. No, I, I they oh, it's starting to sprout out. I think I think all of these things are starting to come out because we even have massage parlors that offer sex now. Uh, really? Yeah. And you know, so people are becoming more free. And I don't know what happened with our new president. <laughs> But I think because I don't know, I, I feel like feel it's been no, him. I feel like it's been going on. But because prison, um, Robert Mugabe is gone, uh, Zimbabweans are more uh, relaxed. Are more, yeah, are more comfortable. Yeah. Are more vocal because uh-huh. you know there's not much consequences. But I feel like it's still undercover because our culture, more than anything, yeah. is what's really giving people that shame it's not even about presidency it's genuinely culture you can't be out in these streets you know yeah. putting on lipstick and you a nigga no you, you can't do that definitely I think also because we're a conservative culture mm-hmm. so you know this is not cool or whatever but you know it just got me wondering how bad was the social scene you know to a point where Outcast had to make their own fun. And I think they made the better fun. Because mm-hmm. you'll find that they had these underground club clubs, which then brought about these beautiful women. Mm-hmm. And they brought about... Um, they had their own type of fashion mm-hmm. that they would wear. Mm-hmm. And they also started to do cross genres. Mm-hmm. So they were mixing two genres. Mm-hmm. And they even... Um, created a new genre called disco at that time. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, all right, this is something that somebody who's regarded an outcast has created mm-hmm. and everybody loves it, mm-hmm. regardless of who you're sleeping with. <laughs> so does it really matter who you're sleeping with at the end of the day? No, I feel like this whole social, you know, social scene and everything, it's something that is way deep rooted and we don't even realize it mm-hmm. like because it's very interesting how like you know you were saying that the nightclub started because of outcasts mm-hmm. and now it's the in thing like if you're not go- if you've never been to a club people are like what which planet are you like from? Felicia mm-hmm. get to life or not you know what I'm saying uh-huh. so it's 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 really interesting but I think it then brings a realization on how deep this whole social scene is really, it's so deep rooted. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, if you're telling me, you know, a nightclub and one people who are regarded as, you know, outcasts, the nobodies, mm-hmm. and now it's evolved. Everybody, now, yeah, everybody goes. Now, yeah, like we're I'm now, pretty sure you can find Barack Obama in the nightclub. <laughs> now we're evolving <laughs> it into something that's trendy. Yeah. But, which is for everybody. You know, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's very interesting, man. It is. So the the current setup that we have in a bar, mm-hmm. you know how it is when you walk in and there's all these dark flashing lights and there's the DJ at the Some top. Some clubs a bit too bright, eh? Okay, not club, but how for, dancing? for me, Inagi's a bit... Not that I'm ashamed to, like, do my thing in the light, but, like, for me, Inagi's is a bit too bright for my life. No, but Inagi's also, like, always too crowded. Not anymore, actually. Sorry. Yeah, apparently it's it's not all that lit anymore. Like I think but, now I'm a okay, the last time I went I was I was high, but it was quite spacious and I was like, hmm, it's not because we like it's spacious because there's no one. <laughs> but I think, you know, for me that's when a, a place starts to make sense to me. Because I'm not just going there because everybody is there. Mm-hmm. I want to go there because there's a certain experience. And the experience that I want definitely is not of having Gugumamono from the door right to the back. I'm like, where should I stand? Where do I sit? But I think now the question is, what are we defining as an experience? Because now you find most people, for example, Inakis, mm-hmm. people are like, ah, Inakis is dry because it's not big. Because I'm as good to man on your shoulders. Do you mm-hmm. get what I mean? Mm-hmm. So now my question is, what are we calling experience? We're calling experience. There's so many people. People are crowded. People are dancing on top of each other. Or uh, is experience chilling, having your own space, mm-hmm. having no pressure? I think it then brings about that question: What are we defining as experience? And I feel like, from from my point of view, experience is very 
experience is very sorry <laughs> experience is very you know it's according it's irrelevant huh? yeah it, it's, it's it's pretty subjective but I'm just saying this is what I'd prefer you know I would prefer for every club to just be clear on how many people they can allow here <laughs> to be honest for me but then again I mean if we're looking at the history you just gave us I mean, if if it's, it was just okay, I'm focusing on the outcast. That that's the part that captured me. The outcast, you an outcast, bitch. <laughs> no shame. Anyway, yes. I feel like outcast. I'm gonna Best believe those clubs were packed as hell. <laughs> so I feel like it, we're not driving too far from this. <laughs> <laughs> so I probably well, if I was in this era, mm-hmm. I probably would have been the person going to the male and female section. Like where people have order and everything. Yeah, but that's if you're considered as bushy in Africa to get him. I don't know, man. Like with all this bleaching, I could just wake up white. Ooh, with brown eyes. (laughs) Dead ass. (laughs) I don't know. I'm gonna dig that, but okay. (laughs) So the current setup as we know it in in clubs was founded in a place called Whiskey Agogo. Which, which was founded in 1947 by a person called Regine in 1953, who laid down a dance floor, suspended colored lights, and replaced the jukebox with two turntables that she operated herself so there would be no breaks between hold up, the music. Hold up, hold up. Say time the first DJ was female. Yes. 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 Been waiting yes. for this. Shit all these niggas. So she innovated. She innovated, wow. you know, in a way that... Wait, what's her name? Regine. I just not call my daughter <laughs> For the ten tables. <laughs> I didn't get my dream. <laughs> I, I know you would do it. She didn't even... But, but yeah, she, she innovated this space. And, you know, how many years later... We're still doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. There's the DJ with the turntables and everything. But what's sad is there are very few female DJs. And yet, the one who started this gig is a female. Is a female. I don't know. I think when it comes to how many female DJs we have against male DJs, it in Zimbabwe, it comes back to a point of saying, how many women grew up in a place that says you can have this profession, number one. Number two, how many women actually say, I want this? I feel like it's more of how many women are stubborn enough to, to just do it. To do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because here you're always going to be finding, eh, guitarra, yeah. and I feel like with our culture, being a DJ is involved with prostitution, yeah, it is. drugs. Sometimes, ah, tell your mom to be a DJ. Ah, mm. you know, prostitution. Yeah. yeah. Drugs. I think Why do you still don't look at, at, at Bauer life in a, in a good light? Mm, like I know for an instant before for listen to what I'm saying for example. <laughs> you know for a fact English a kind of Chinese anyway. you. <laughs> um for like I know for a fact like if I'm to mention to like one of my aunties that you know I'm going Ikubawa they have like old men all over me in their head. Yeah. Like that's what they visualize it, yeah. you know. And, and you get old. there and you find people way younger than you and they're just having a good time. Bruh, you got like four months in, in the bar. Why, why are you here? Who let you out? Why are you here? Who do you, the do dogs you know out? Who you <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so let's go over the history of dancing very, very quickly. There was something called swing dancing. I don't know if you if you follow old time music, but there's this dance where you throw your hands and you hold the is next that, person and you swing. And isn't that more related to country music? I think I've seen that, but, but with the it's, country... It's music, related to yeah. piano swing dance music. Uh. It was literally the... The one that you... Li- when you're listening to Tom and Jerry and mm-hmm. that piano set mm-hmm. is what people mm-hmm. used to dance so it's to like a, a really fast swing It was a fat dance. swing. Oh, my word. Uh-huh. Those guys didn't need drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and what followed after that was something called go-go dancing. What's that? I have no idea. I just, nah, what's that? <laughs> I literally had this picture of Aiken in my nah, mind gonna, talking about a go-go I'm dancer. I'm Google that shit. What is that? You know go-go dancers, right? No. Yeah, the go-go dancers at, at some one point and Well, Google it. You'll see. 
this was in the 1950s uh, between 1960s and 1970s then started rock and roll i think this is when bands became famous and you know they just controlled how people moved and it was mostly the head and the legs just gyrating on the dance floor could we safe okay not safely but could we low key see that that's kind of where edm started because exactly. rock for me just electrical Magic, music yeah, and then after that came a disco music as a genre, and I think people had a what way of... What is disco music? Disco music is the... Teen, 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 teen. I don't know if you get what I mean. Uh-uh, girl. Uh, <laughs> disco, all right. I want you to, to, to find yourself, close your eyes, imagine you're in a club. Mm-hmm. There are lights. Mm-hmm. The lights are just everywhere. They're colorful. Mm-hmm. And there's this very high-sounding, almost like... um almost like a cymbal sound Mm -hmm. and there's also like to my drums and percussion at the same time Mm -hmm. so it allows for you to move the area which is about on your waist Mm -hmm. i don't know if you get what i'm saying all these types of music and they would control with some high shit yeah it could be some high shit but i'm also trying to imagine when the islands controlled music i think that's when dancehall came about no it was way before dancehall really you which think? wait which islands because for me when i think of i'm thinking bahamas caribbean yeah go, go, go. but come on bob marley did not sing did not sing dancehall he sang reggae and those guys but are there's still a very whining. thin line between dancehall and reggae but dancehall, dancehall is like electrical reggae is mostly acoustic Look, true but i'm just saying i feel like dancehall kind of takes from Reggae, reggae low-key. Yeah. It's a developed. It's a developed, yeah, yeah edited reggae uh-huh. for me, personally. Because uh-huh. you find some of the songs that's called reggae. I'm like, so with the dance hall, what's the difference? <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I feel yeah, like there's no, a very no, thin no. line. There's a very thin line. Oh, yeah, there was something called touch dancing at some point. I'm trying to imagine Bruh. people touching boots <laughs> or chest or whatever. That's probably what... Sarah, <laughs> you don't even want to know what I was thinking <laughs> No. Go home. You're done for today. PG. <laughs> and there's something also called hustle and cha-cha-cha. Okay, I know cha-cha. Yeah. I know about hustle. And I think around 1990s, that, that's when we had the cabbage dances and the jump, jump, jump. Cricks, Ross, we'll make it jump, jump, uh, jump, jump. And all of that. So, wow. This is how music has de- developed over the centuries i think starting from 1886 and today we're in 2018 mm-hmm. people are still dancing and clubs have become like an international or rather one global village it really you know what so the difference is you know the type of music, music that is played the most in a certain place but you find that it's more or less the same Usually here in zem where you have so many cultures you've got house mm-hmm. you've got edm you've got um, you've got trap, dance halls, the trap, you've the hip hop, Jamaican dance hall, R and B. You've got everything. Shout out to shout out to Jamaican dance hall. <laughs> that, that's shout out. Is lit. That is me, girl. That like just, I'm seeing you on that yes. work, work, work tip. Dance hall music, <laughs> turn up. <laughs> yeah. So that is that from the trumpet this week. Up next is withdrawal symptoms. Hey, the name is Kumbirai. Um, the other name is Marcus. Oh, so many names. That's another story for another day. <laughs> so, the hustle. Oh, the hustle basically is more like we're out there trying to put the brand out there and trying to put your brand, whatever brand that's out there, to be out there. So, check out the Queen Ray on the hangover and chill out and do enjoy each and every moment for she got you. Queen Ray, what's up, eh? Welcome to Withdrawal Symptoms, everybody. Um, so, today I'm going to start off with something a bit unconventional. There is Zimbabwe National Youth Awards 2018 edition hosted by the Global Shapers Harare Hub on Friday the 2nd of March and this will be at HICC Jacaranda Room. It's $23 to get in and registration closes on the 18th of February 2018. So if you want to book your place for next month, which is on the 2nd of March, the number to get in touch with I think is 0774-22311. Um, yes. So, coming back to this week, um, and we're just going to look into something that, well, 
everybody's been anticipating. Rufaro Chisanyamu has a Valentine's special Red Hot Friday with DJ Clive and their vouchers to be worn courtesy of Rufaro Lifestyle here in Beauty Studio. So pull up on Friday. Uh, I think it'll be the 17th. Is it the 16th? Uh, yeah. Yeah, on Friday. Just go to, the 16th. to Rofaro Chisanyama on the 16th and, you know, see what happens. You'll get a free voucher to Wait, win. you have to have a partner. Right? No? Yeah? <laughs> yes, you, I guess you have to have a partner. <laughs> no, I just, those of us that don't have partners, guys. Yeah, you can go. Just try your luck. I, I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of overrated having a partner. Oh, my word. These are the outcasts we're no. talking about. <laughs> no, because to be technically honest with you, you may be in a relationship, but you just might be single <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> if your bae is not with you on Valentine's, then bae is with bae. What is a bae? <laughs> 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 I don't even, I don't even want to go there. But yeah, there's also the premiere for the Black Panther at SK Sam Levy and SK Blawayo. Twelve dollars to get you in. You might want to book your tickets way before because uh-huh. I have a feeling it's gonna be like you know spilling over. Wait, quick question: When is Fifty Shades Free showing? It did show on last weekend. Really? Yeah. But like, oh, oh, jokes. Oh, was it showing this? No, I think it did. Because I saw a a picture from, um, yeah, on Instagram or something. Is it? Is it yeah. still showing? Yeah, it is, definitely. Okay. I think I'll watch that one before Black Panther. Hey, okay. Yeah, just get your sex now. You was a freak. Ah. I see you. Oh, yeah. So, Winnie Kumali is coming to Zimbabwe. And she'll be playing at the venue in Avondale. So she's live in concert featuring Afri Cherry, Brian K, and Reverb Servant. Reverb Servant on the 23rd of February 2018. How many? Okay, can I ask yeah. you a question? Wow. How, many think, how many people do you think know Winnie? Is she, is she the Mumutoro girl? The what? The Mumutoro. I don't know who is. Isn't that girl Zimbabwean? Yeah, but no, the guy is Zimbabwean. Not the, the guy girl. wrote the song um, and Winnie sang Shona. Really? Yeah. Oh. So she I think she's got a latest. But that's song my question, like how many people know it's Winnie who sang that song? I swear to you, most people are thinking like me, who think it's a black who's thinking it's a Zimchik. It's a Zimchik. But I guess that's why they booked the venue because well <laughs> I I promise you people probably just go for I would I would personally go for Reba. You wouldn't go for Brian K? He's cool. Nah, he's he's a cool nigga. I've actually mm-hmm. met him a few times. He's mm-hmm. cool. He's good. So yeah, but he's good. But I I like the old Brian K, the one who sang Marunjea. Oh, oh, okay, what's the new one like? The new one is like Maggie. Maggie, you, you heard that? <laughs> I song? know that song. I don't I like it. I Why? like Kajus or Kasoda, and I like um, Heavy Machine. But that the old I Brian. Like, I feel like Maggie. You know what? That those songs with a girl name on it, yeah, I'm just over they them. They don't be. I think the only one I actually liked was Vimbai. Who sang Vimbai? I, I don't know. Some okay, he's a some guy. I think he's Vimbai. based in America. Oh, Vimbai. No. Okay, there's another Vimbai. That's an old Vimbai. Yeah, that's that, the that's only like Vimbai. No, there's a there's one. I think he's based in America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I just say Vimbai. And, and well, I liked the video. <laughs> What she was in was not doing well. It's, it's none of your business. Mm, truly, it is. You just want the opportunity to do the same thing. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like I would personally go for Reverb, even though I respect those guys. Okay, yeah. Reverb is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And um, also at Inaki's on Saturday, we've got a Valentine's edition featuring Brian K, DJ I Rock, DJ Sachi, and Stan Splash. Oh, DJ Sachi from Mutari. Yeah, Sachi's play. I think he's become the resident DJ with IROC and um, what's the other guy's name? Really? Yeah. I never particularly Sad liked that nigga. Anyway, it's getting a bit He's personal. He's listening. No, I, okay, hi Sachi. <laughs> Bigger. <laughs> Bless <laughs> And this is one of my favorite bars in Arare, but I've never been there. Okay, girl, how, before I even say the name, like, uh, put some respect. How do you even like it if you've ever been there? What's I like it you? for the tribe. It's like... It's okay, which, which one is this? The horse box. I don't even know who that is. 
I don't know it's, who that is. I don't know. It's somewhere up there. I feel, do you know what? I feel like I'm so stuck to the popular places. I need to go. Thank you. I really do. The horse box is I really craft do. beer, craft gin. They've got a sushi bar. Mm-hmm. It's just... It it's, sounds expensive and bougie. It's pretty bougie, but How I think... How bougie? Because I'm, I'm not on my no, bougie. No, if I can go there, trust me, it's not that bougie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't the said people, she said it. <laughs> With the outcast, remember. Always remember. But yeah, I totally, totally love the horse box. Where is it? I don't know. And... Google. Uh-uh. So you know yeah. what? If if anyone from there is listening, they should ban you because you can't be out in these streets saying you like it. But I do. Have you seen their How Facebook? You? No. So you like it because of its pictures? No, because of all these nice events they have that I never actually get to go to. Do, do, guys, do you sound? Do you realize how crazy she sounds? It's a nice place to be. <laughs> So, on Saturday, the 17th of February, from 2 p.m., it's $10 to get in. There's a summer loving edition. I don't know, something about finding love in the summer. I guess. <laughs> it's raining. Laura doesn't trust that shit. She's not People are like cheating in this rain. Anybody trying to find a love? <laughs> Ain't nobody kissing in the rain. Nah, people are kissing someone else's day in the rain. I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> people are hitting each other up like, yo. <laughs> oh, my word. So if you get there between two and six, you get cocktail specials. There's pop-up food stores by Oso Sushi. Is it free? Gumet, bra. Is it, is it free? Just get a blessing. Stop asking this question. <laughs> no, because I, I actually would like to pass through. No, so it's not free. How much is it? For, to get in, it's $10. Guys, there's a plug. This, the coming weekend. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Jen's hot tacos as well. So I ain't trying to miss a plug for this place. Sorry. There's going to be live music no, coming from Tony Vass, Jam Signal, and Beats and Strings. Mm-hmm. It's a very nice place to go to. I don't know if I want to go to Unplugged because the last Unplugged had so many people in it. Well, it's festive season. Did you expect to see two people? Yes. Yeah, I am said that. <laughs> At least when you know a lot of people are going to come, mm-hmm. book the National Stadium. Well, it was in Wingate. Yeah. yeah. It was in that other. I mean, I went. I just. I Pomona. Just, I was it Pomona? Yeah, it's because yeah, Wingate is near Pomona. Yeah. Uh-huh. That, that place is yeah, not no, about I feel to like take I think people. now they need to find bigger venues because now Unplugged has, they have, I actually would like to commend them. They've created something. A vibe, yeah. Re, they've created a really good vibe for themselves and they made themselves so popular and like everyone knows Unplugged. Mm-hmm. Everyone goes to Unplugged. Mm-hmm. People come from Bluewayo to go to, to Unplugged. Go people, you know what I mean? So oh, yeah, They had the first one in Trishavani, I think. Last year they went to Blauai as well. So I think they're trying to expand outside and just see what the market is. And like I think they there. should because I think they've done very well for themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure where the next... I think it's at Wingate again. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Because the next one's on the 24th. Of, of February. Of yeah. February. True. I haven't seen the flyer. I I don't know if I... I don't know. Yeah, I saw the calendar that they posted in January. Yeah, I just... Dates, I don't know. Yeah. Where but I do feel like they need to find a bigger venue now. Mm-hmm. Because they've done so well for themselves and they've crack, um, attracted so many people. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Because for real, it was disgusting. Do you know, driving in... I mean, driving out that place, oh. I was I was quite... I was not doubt. I was not doubt, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was apparently it, it was, was a long it day. Was <laughs> there was so much traffic, and so yeah. I can't believe this. <laughs> but it may not be as packed because that was festive season, mm-hmm. so I really wasn't too surprised. But yeah, I think they. I'm just have... hoping that everybody's still in January DC so that we have an intimate group. Nah, people, people, you know, were saving from the January pay <laughs> to go down black. Guys, it's ten bucks if you do a dollar. Day Monday is it? You will get Not one I ever drank Oh my word! That was it from me, the Queen Dre and Lala, Lala Yo Girl. Yeah, and uh, we hope to hear from you next week as we go through more exciting and interesting. And I will be with you more and more. So get ready. Yeah. Peace. Bye. And now, Capital Two Six Free.